0: Clearly, you think that Braun Strowman is going to win this, but he, I, I don't think that he's ready. No, no, I don't think that he might win. I think that he is going to win. So tell me this: after how you... tonight, you'll you'll hear a new Universal WWE champion, Braun Strowman.
1: How do they sell that? That's my that's my question. Here. How do you how do how do how do you sell that?
0: Well, think about so, how they sell Brock Lesnar. I mean, Brock Lesnar doesn't do a bunch of talking if you take away Paul Heyman.
1: He's more than that, though. Like, even if... When when he actually does talk, he is just like, straight up, like... think like Did you see the interview he did where they did the whole, like, they had the split screen? And Brock Lesnar interrupted Paul Heyman was just like... Uh,
0: yeah, he's like, Brock he I want to thank does, you. He normally you, does, you does the same me, thing. He's like... You push me to a new place. I'm oh, we'll break you in half and all this stuff. Uh, yeah, but... But, but, but Braun Strowman has put this man through a table not once, but twice in the last what? pay-per-view. It,
1: it's a point where you you get you have to bring somebody in like that. Because if he wasn't fighting Braun Strowman, then who would he be fighting right now? Roman Reigns? Like Yeah, because no one wants to see that. Well, <laughs> clearly people still want to see it. If you guys are uh, just tuning in, uh, this is actually episode three of... Uh, the Ronnie and Markel make a Podcast. Yeah, we actually came up with a cool name. We, yeah, um, I'm Ronnie. We think it's cool, but hopefully uh, you guys think so as well. Um, you can go on Twitter, Instagram, or any of our um, social media channels and let us know if you come up with a better name. Uh, we will take your name and give you no money. Yep. Uh, that's, pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much what's going to happen. Anyway, no, we're kidding. Um, so, Not really. What we're sitting here talking about is... Uh, Tonight, if you are a WWE fan, as this podcast is recording right now... You're about uh, to
0: find out that uh, Braun Strowman is going to become the new WWE Universal Champion.
1: Well, not yet. The, the time it is right now, you probably are watching the first fight, which might be some like lower card fight, uh, maybe the tag team title, maybe it'll jumpstart it off with the Intercontinental title. Uh, but what we want to talk hey, about is... This-
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. The Intercontinental title is just as prestigious as the WWE Universal title and yeah. the Miz and the Miz is the man and running that division so so when you when you
1: say that all i hear is the fact that
0: they don't really if have many if the 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 fact that the Miz is like a uh, I, my facts aren't may not be super accurate but i think he's like a six time in a kind of champion that proves that he's the man in that division he, he has that title for a reason he's he's making a difference and i think that
1: um, just just going going into his like history it, it, it's amazing to see that from way back when he first started to now that he's still around like he's set himself apart and kind of serves i think in my book i think he serves as like a chris jericho of the new age he's kind of like the guy that you know you hate um he hasn't decided to go like babyface or anything like that which i don't think would work for him at all but he is just like Chris Jericho in the sense that he's one of those people that you love to hate, and when you see the strap on him, it kind of matters. So I think you know it's smart for Vince to actually keep the title on somebody like him, as opposed to like tonight he's going to fight Justin Jordan, you know, the alleged Christi- yeah, Chris, uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt, Kurt Angle's, Angle's son, son, which yeah. is, makes no sense. But uh, I see where they go with this. Um, hopefully, my my hope, my predictions for that is that somewhere down the line, this stupid storyline. Uh, leads to a return of Kurt Angle in some capacity, like WrestleMania, nah, something. Give me one more match. Again. And who who would he even fight if... He, he needs did. to fight another legend. Like give, who? Bring back the Undertaker.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
1: For, for, give him a real no, sit the, the,
0: the guy yeah, took no. him down, yeah. so that's not going to happen.
1: Well, he, he has a match tonight as well, so we'll, we'll start off with the championship match. We're going to do this a little bit different. I know most shows you listen to, uh, they start from like the lower card and build up, but this is different,
0: and this is our
1: podcast, and we do whatever the hell we want.
0: Yep, so, so my prediction is Braun Strowman. I feel like they're going to go back and forth, have a really good match. Uh, Brock Lesnar at this point is all Mr. Suplex, so that's all he's going to do tonight, is you, try to suplex... Braun me like a million times, but I don't think it's going to work. All I'm going to say is that if anybody
1: thinks about uh, Brock Lesnar for a second when it comes to the whole Suplex City thing, I feel like that was probably just marketing gold. Because he said that, if everybody remembers, he said that at WrestleMania when he was whooping on Roman Reigns' ass. And well, he no. just did that. Like, actually, if you like City, take bitch.
0: take it back a little bit, he actually did that to John Cena. Wait, was that John when Cena he, did that when he sum- When he beat the no, no, living... No. Been... So no, that's SummerSlam.
1: SummerSlam would have been in no, August. No,
0: no, I'm talking about... Do you remember the ass-whooping that he gave John yes, Cena when that... he suplexed him? Like, God knows how many times in that match. But
1: Roman Reigns was the first victim that ever stepped into Su- Suplex City and kind of survived. You know, he... But, like, he just like emasculated John Cena. That was like <laughs> that 16. That match, he, it I don't know how many,
0: <laughs> that match was like literally like he six- suplexed him like 25 times and didn't beat him. That was one of those cases where like the, the crowd went from cheering
1: to just like is he dead? Like, you <laughs> just had to check like check his faults and see if he was there. And then, wait, to, uh, to make matters worse, he didn't just pin him after all of those suplexes. He's still at 5 The, the F5.
0: problem, though, with Braun Strowman is Braun is not just power, but this guy moves around. I'm going to say, like, The Undertaker. Like, Undertaker's a big-ass dude who moves around and jumps out of rings, and, and well, yeah. Black Lantern don't, don't do that stuff. He we doesn't. all remember the wonderful incident years ago when he tried to do a back suplex against Kurt Angle. But here's the problem with that. Like, unless they have some
1: really good storyline, I, like, from a storyline perspective, I don't see him winning because of the fact that if he he can get away... I think that he can lose this match and still save face if... Like I, I said before, if he beats the crap out of Rock Lesnar to a point where they have to stop the match, that makes it a totally different thing because then it's like, oh, well, he technically won, but they couldn't give him the title because, like, Rock Lesnar couldn't
0: continue. I don't think any to, like, of that's going to happen tonight. I think that if it's going to be a long, drawn-out match, but Brown Strowman is going to walk away his champ. The only way that Braun Strowman is going to lose tonight is if Mr. Suplex City himself does a little cheating that's what i think
1: now here's something that i think would cause a bit of controversy you said this before with uh, eric bischoff where controversy makes cash i think that if they were to shock the world and decide to make paul Heyman
0: nah. go with braun
1: Strowman, that would nah. be i'm pretty sure plenty of people wouldn't agree with that but i'm just saying it would be something that the would next be totally big thing
0: different. braun Strowman, that nah, i don't really want to see that 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 would probably tarnish just like roman reigns beat in the undertaker i don't need any more sour taste Oh yeah i
1: mean there's so many predictions running around for like you know uh bronstrom is gonna win because brock lesnar signed with ufc which again nobody knows what the real truth is but that's hey and if he did
0: i can't blame the guy because at the end of the day they're talking if it don't make dollars it don't make sense (laughs)
1: that's absolutely true um Another card that's on here that uh, we were speaking about, Roman Reigns taking his, uh, Brock Lesnar taking his ass to uh, Suplex City, um, he is actually going to fight the guy, ironically, that actually got himself emasculated at SummerSlam, John Cena. Now, I have to say that this feud has has been kind of fun to watch them talk. Um, to see John Cena in the ring again with another... Um, semi trash talking samoa not anywhere near the level of his cousin the, the, rock, the rock but at least he had a few little punchlines that the people at wwe wrote for him to say uh, or maybe this was him actually opening up and speaking the way that he
0: wants to who knows uh maybe all i'm gonna say about this match is that we all know who needs to win this match and his <laughs> name isn't john Cena.
1: But here's the thing, right? So I think that that is what most people think. Most people think he like Roman Reigns has to win this because he has to put another notch on the on the list of things, put another title on the shelf. It's still to not
0: gonna be enough. He was the last guy to defeat the Undertaker. <laughs> Undertaker's <laughs> um, if, if these guys don't ever plan on bringing back the Undertaker, I'm gonna say like. Like, Shawn Michaels, legendary, the Heartbreak Kid himself, lost his last match to The Undertaker. Legend versus Legend. Rick Flair Rick lost his Flair last lost match, match, his to, match Shawn to Shawn Michaels. Legend versus Legend. Stuff. The Undertaker lost his last match to Roman Reigns? Stone Cold lost that's his like, last match that's to like, rock. That's like Mayweather coming back out of retirement and losing to me. <laughs> You know I don't, how much boxing training I have? Zero. I don't, I, I don't I would I think so.
1: I don't think it's that level. I think and I don't um,
0: I don't hate the guy. I don't love the guy, but I don't hate the guy. I just don't think that I think that what Real Marines needs most of all of anything else is a break. Nah, he's
1: he's on a hot trail right now. I think if they push him just a little bit further and, like, maybe he does something controversial in terms of winning tonight, that may put him on... Like, right now, he seems like they're trying to go the route of maybe making him a little bit more like Batista, which I think, based on his size, based on his demeanor, I think he can kind of pull that off a little bit. Like, that tough guy that, like... Could get in the ring and go toe to toe because let's let's face it, like he's been there. Like as he's saying to John Cena and his like his promos is like right now he is the guy while while John Cena's off doing all of these TV shows and movies, which I actually think yeah, he's pretty ma- good. Ma- at.
0: Maybe 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 that's true, like uh, if, in terms of him being there. But I'm pretty sure if we look at the sales and stuff when, when Cena shows up, I, I don't <laughs> I don't think well, you, even that's... even part time. And it's sad to say that if his part I. I'm pretty sure that Cena's part-time sales are probably better than Roman Reigns' full-time sales. Here's the logic that doesn't make
1: sense to that, or, or this doesn't make sense to me, right? Even though um, my buddy Cindy was showing this to me. Roman Reigns, even though a lot of people boo him and he gets booed out of the building, his, his like t-shirt sales and merchandise sales are through the roof. How is it all that these people hate him, but they're still like in there booing him with a Roman Reigns t shirt? Like It doesn't make sense. Like, well, if you're it's gonna the hate same him, thing, then... like
0: how people boo Cena and they boo Kurt Angle. They well, love, yeah, you, you love these guys, but you love to hate them sometimes too.
1: I think it's the, he just needs more time, and you know he's had the U.S. title, which when he had the U.S. title, it didn't really matter. You know, unlike when we were talking about The Miz having the Intercontinental title, it actually kind of matters when he has a title. It's like
0: people it, pay attention people pay attention he, to him and the title. He's funny as hell, and I love the way he insults people.
1: <laughs> well, who is your, what is your, who's, what's your prediction? Like, if you had to choose one of them or put your money on them, is it going to be Cena or is it going to be Roman?
0: I'd have to say John Cena. John Cena's the man. You think John period. Cena's gonna walk in there and just win it? The- I don't think he's gonna win. Of course, I, I, I don't. I, uh, here's the only credit that I give Roman Reigns that I, one thing that he does do that I love that he does when he spears somebody through the goddamn <laughs> uh, barricade. <laughs> that is like the most hilarious thing to watch in wrestling.
1: I will say though, um, just just going on off on like a sidebar about like the spear and the super kick. Holy crap! Has those two moves become the go-to for almost everybody in this day and age? Like the two, my, one of my two two biggest pet peeves is like the, that whole thing of like everybody's got a spear. Charlotte's got a spear. Roman's got a spear. You know, uh, Dolph Ziggler now has what he doesn't call sweet chin music, but he actually does like a tune it up kick. in the corner a super kick. You know, Shelton Benjamin's back. He got a super kick. Like everybody's got the kick, and you know, it it, it just blows my mind. And then the other thing is. For the for heaven's sakes, the DDT used to mean something. Now you get DDT. Uh, the only other person I know who's kind of using a variation of a DDT hey, is uh, Randy D- Orton. Well, no, uh, Dean Ambrose. Oh, Dean. Ambrose. Well,
0: okay. yeah, I mean, like Randy Orton right. does it off the rope. He
1: does it off the road. and it like really is like he. I like the way he does it because he he does something a little bit different about it. But if you remember, take it way back to like somebody like Jake, Jake the Snake, Snake
0: Roberts. Well, that was one DDT, and it was over,
1: done deal. This time around, people. Well, get you hit also with,
0: gotta in fact of like how, how many times they get injured nowadays from some of the moves that they do so oh, I mean, so that's why sure. the, their arsenal of power drivers and power that's why people oh, yeah, don't yeah. do a lot of power drivers and power bombs anymore because that stuff ends people's careers uh, dang brian edge stone Cold. Yeah, i think kevin owens is probably the last person who still has a variation of a power bomb and even then, you can see how careful he is. When oh, he's, that pop when he's up pop which
1: is I kind of I like to move. The only problem I have with it is the fact that like you can kind of see you the see person jump into it. <laughs> it's like it's not really like oh no, he caught you. Like I absolutely love moves. Like if we talk about signature moves from wrestling, I like when um, people have moves that even when you're not wrestling, I can just run in there like a like a diamond cutter, aka the RKO. Those moves you can just run in, boom, hit this move and like that's it, because it makes good for like those points where somebody's gonna cheat for somebody or somebody's screwing somebody over. I like you know, a, super kick, all those moves.
0: When Seth Rollins used to have the the head stomp move, where he used to stomp you in the yeah, head, the but they curve they stomp. <laughs> yeah, the curve stomp, that's what it's called. But <laughs> oh they, they stopped that pretty quickly. I think they stopped that so he didn't actually cause someone a serious concussion or something.
1: Well, Roman Reigns is uh, is uh, somebody who's gotten one of those at WrestleMania. That was so embarrassing. But uh, let me going see. On what are the ladies? Let's going move on, on to, the, to ladies. the ladies. So we got ourselves. It used to be a four-way, and now we got ourselves a five-way, which is Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, Emma, and Bailey. Uh, Last-minute entry of Bailey. Who's you? Who are you going for? Now,
0: me, even though I want Bailey to win, just because I'm a big fan of hers, and I love doing the hug thingy or whatever. Wacky armor. The lady. the oddball here. Which is funny is you would think it would be Nia Jax, but I think it's Emma. And I th- I'm gonna say that it would be cool if maybe Emma were- won tonight. you know why? Like she's paid her dues. She's been in the WWE for a minute now, and hasn't really ever has she even ever won the title? I don't think she has. I, I can't I can't I think of a title. No, she hasn't had a title reign. It'd be good to, for them to give her the push tonight, and she actually gets the title.
1: Um, if we're going with if uh. I feel like I'm I'm just if we're if
0: we're going with pushes, I say Emma, if we're going with sales and who the fan favorite here, it's either Bailey or Sasha Banks. But I'll tell you one really cool way that this match could end to start a new feud, which is Bailey could come back, win, but she could win by beating Sasha Banks, which would cause another little, you know, and then they could use that to spin a whole new storyline. Because yes, I, I like those two, and I think
1: those two, for me, one of the best uh, NXT takeover matches I've ever seen uh, would have to be hands down um, the Bailey, the last fight that Sasha Banks had before she went up to uh, the big stage uh, to WWE with uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks. Those two tore the house down. And, you know, I like that, you know, they are embracing the women as just wrestlers and not, you know, or as WWE superstars and not just the women's division, uh, you know, like separating it. They're just saying, hey, these guys are also fighting on the card and it can be a main event as well. I mean, you know, thank God they got Charlotte back in there and everything is okay with Ric Flair um, because she's an amazing one. Like I would my my dream match I would love to see would be Charlotte versus Nia Jax just because I think. She can dance. Those two would be really great dancing partners. And I don't think anybody can just say definitively who would just win that match. I don't. I think that could easily be like she runs in for a spear and that doesn't knock Nia Jax down.
0: Well, there's one of those kind of matches. To to throw another person's name in there, who's coming to the the wonderful Red Brand, which is uh, uh, Asuka. Uh, who is coming? Yeah. The wonderful undefeated Asuka from NXT is coming to the main roster. Listen, I don't I think know when she, she had come, over 500 days as the NXT women's champion, and I don't think anybody else has a record like that.
1: She is um, like uh, I, I I don't know it what the the same. This is what I I want to see right when they bring somebody up to the main roster. I really want to see. Uh, them utilize them
0: properly. I don't want them to... You like, don't want to see another Sami Zayn?
1: Yeah, I don't want them to say, Sami Zayn had wonderful matches with Kevin Owens um, and he could have had plenty of other Sami matches.
0: Sami Zayn is wasted potential just like Daniel Bryan was who Daniel Bryan is still one of my all-time favorites, but they wasted him in a lot of matches. Yeah, uh, now you can't wrestle Dolph, in Dolph Ziggler, R-Truth, Goldust, Zack Ryder, the list goes on and on of people that have the potential to be great, but they don't even utilize it.
1: I would say that like it would definitely be interesting to see if like you know the titles change hands. Like, can you imagine like if all titles change hands? That that leads us into our uh, uh, the my tag team champion. tag team championships with uh, the Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins versus Sheamus and Cesaro. These are two tag teams. I must say, I really like both the, both of these guys as a tag team because. They work really well together. Sheamus
0: and Cesaro work freaking superb together. These guys are amazing. No offense to Seth Rollins. I love Seth Rollins. I think that Seth Rollins is this generation's Triple H. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose are awesome, but I don't know. They they struck gold when they put freaking Sheamus and Cesaro together. What I tell you before about Dean
1: Ambrose was, uh, I don't know why, but, like, when I saw him, um, he was wrestling in, uh, at a Raw match, and uh, we went to it in Prudential Center in uh, Newark, New Jersey, and, like, he was fighting a Miz for the Intercontinental title. Um, and I think at the time, he was the Intercontinental Championship, and he won. And, like, just seeing him live and seeing him fight and seeing the way he interact with the fans, he gives me, like, a weird vibe of, like, a mixture of, like, Macho Man and Roddy Piper. Like, I've never thought those somebody would come along that would have that kind of weird vibe, but also, like, a fan favorite. Because uh, it doesn't matter if he's, like, a heel or if he's a babyface. He's still popular. Yeah. Like, he's still... Because I think one of the things that gets him over, and the, the, two, the things that got... When you think about The Shield for a second... Well, we look at the three of them, and we know that the strongest one on the mic. Who would you say out of the three, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins, who is the strongest on the that's mic?
0: Strongest? Oh, that's definitely Seth Rollins. I right? Say yeah, Seth immediately. Rollins. And then you number would... two would be Dean Ambrose. Exactly. And then falling and in Rains line Rains number would be three. Another like, good guy. Another ah, bad Jesus. guy. I'm the guy. But I'd say uh, there are Roman Reigns is not the worst wrestler ever i will say that yes maven i don't want to shoot him <laughs> i don't want to shoot him down like he's just the worst guy ever i'm just holding a grudge because he beat the undertaker absolutely the the other match we talked about the
1: intercontinental title match and you clearly want the miz to win i i'm gonna well, say I well will we'll win he will win i I'm, I'm gonna have to say i want him to win as well uh just because this justin jordan kid is it seems like he's kind of getting a push but from what I've seen, he's not really impressing me because he's to me with this whole thing with him being um, Kurt Angle's son, it kind of makes me feel like he's in Kurt Angle's shadow. He's yeah. Like you can't, you're looking at him and he's like, oh look, he's doing these like amazing moves and he looks strong and he's wearing like a full old wrestler suit and I'm like, I
0: don't think that should have
1: been his gimmick, but maybe it'll work. I don't he, know. He, maybe he's
0: he's mad Hardy. <laughs> Wait. Oh wait, Matt Hardy is, can't possibly be in the shadow of Jeff Hardy. I mean, obviously they're equally as popular. So,
1: I w- I'm going to say that I, I disagree with that now, in this day and age. Back in the day, yes. But now, because if you remember when they came when they came together at that amazing Wrestlemania, when they showed yeah, up... Yeah, it, was, it was
0: really cool to see the Hardy boys together again. But let's face facts. I'm talking about reality. If Matt Hardy quit and left tomorrow, and Jeff Hardy stayed behind... You mean Matt would Archie. we? I mean, yeah. Would we really care that Matt Hardy left?
1: I think I think that people would still get it because he has a lot of fans he, he from a, before t- from when he TNA, did that TNA uh, thing. Yeah, that uh, thing I, I is never watched super that, popular.
0: So I, I I don't know.
1: He he's got a he had a following that I don't think Jeff Hardy uh, Je- Jeff Hardy ha- has a. You know, amazing cr- you know
0: what's crazy? I'm just sitting here thinking, even if the Undertaker's last match would have been between. Jeff Hardy I would and Jeff Hardy beat him I would be more happy than Roman Reigns
1: well that's because uh, ultimately I think many fans who are you know longtime fans of somebody like The Undertaker they wanted somebody who was deserving of that era to be the one to put him down kind of like Ric Flair and Sean Michaels and the list goes on to those like era, those career ending matches with two really great veterans that we kind of knew the other one was going to retire but at least we knew he they gave one hell of a match in order to do that like you know, it's Jeff, almost, Jeff
0: Hardy is the, the hero we need but don't deserve.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think when you think about it, like think about if you were going to retire, let's say Barrett Bailey got so injured that she couldn't fight anymore. Uh, no. She would have to fight somebody from her era. If she fought Lana, Russa's wife, like that and wouldn't she, be and a And that was her
0: last match. I right? would be so angry. Like,
1: that does make They sense. need to bring
0: the Dudley Boys back, too. Like, uh, you know, getting off the topic of the pay-per-view. They need to bring the Dudley Boys and have a proper send-off from them. Yeah, what I don't happened think they had them. a
1: right uh, send-off. Now, thinking about, you said earlier about um, wasted talent. There are two people in the next match we're going to try to predict that are, I would say, two of the biggest wasted talents that they're not utilizing as well, which is Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. I think that those <sighs> Do two... Do I even
0: want to comment on that? Uh, let me.
1: I, I'll start with. I know you really want to talk. Uh, about Finn let, Balor. let
0: me. Let me tell you my opinion on that match. Who cares? Because Finn Balor should be fighting somebody else.
1: Well, again, I, I say with Finn Balor. Like I told you before, I think that he has suffered from the same thing that Braun Strowman does, which is they. Not. I would say. I, I, I'll, I'll retract that a little bit. Maybe because Braun Strowman has a following, but he doesn't. I don't think he has a stronger following as Finn Balor. Ben Bellar has a following from like he's got the two personas of
0: Ben Bellar and was the Demon, freaking which is amazing. amazing. When he was in yeah, NXT, yeah. and he brought that awesomeness to the main w- roster, became the WWE Universal Champion, got injured, and then for some reason they thought the brilliant idea of let's not use him now. Let's put him all the way down at the bottom and have him fight people that we don't really care to see him fight.
1: Here's the problem, right? So I think that they, what, what Vince may be doing, and this is just my own little hypothesis or theory or whatever you want to call it, my um, thought is I think that right now, if we were thinking about this like boxing or USC, size-wise, Finn Balor, I don't think he can go with the heavyweights. But he's definitely not the size of John Cena, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman. Big dudes. Like these big guys, he's not one of them. Like he doesn't he's, have he's, to be. He's probably like to me a middleweight, if you're thinking about like or if you think about somebody like I don't know, he's pretty pretty
0: chiseled. <laughs> he's chiseled, but
1: he's small. He's probably like you know, I, I can look him up online to see how like big he is, but he's probably like a buck fifty, maybe a buck eighty at the most. And then you're fighting against like Braun Strowman, who or Big Show or somebody like
0: that. Ben Bell is five eleven and 190 pounds. Thank you,
1: right? So he's not he's not a six. He's not. I will say, as I said before, I think when it comes to, like, somebody holding the strap. What I think for I, what, years,
0: I, what I just don't... Sorry to interrupt. What I just don't want to happen to him is the same thing that happened to Daniel Bryan where they spend years wasting Finn Balor's real talent on bullshit matches. Then when they decide, hey, you know what? Let's use him for the main event. He suffers some life-threatening injury or whatever, and then he can't wrestle anymore.
1: Well, see, that's the thing. I just feel like they the only things that they did get right with Daniel Bryan was the fact that like he, I like he him. actually
0: got a chance to be
1: the champion. Well, that, but before that, you got to think about how they built it up in people's mind to even like this guy. So, I think the whole he was doing no and then he was doing yes,
0: him and him in, and Kane he, he was together uh, part were, was of a, a, the the Nexus when they came. That
1: was when he was whacked. Like, he was he, like the,
0: he was like the member they excommunicated. They yeah. got rid of Mm-hmm.
1: They were just like, but I think that was a chance for them to pull him out and say, "Hey, he's not standing out in this group of like talent. Let's go and like use him in." A I, proper but I way. think that's
0: what made me like Daniel Bryan is the fact that he started from well, not to Started from the bottom very, now He started from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, he started from below and then he came back. He came up from the ranks, and I'm like, oh, this guy's really cool."
1: He's. I, I don't know. He like so when you think about something like Bray Wyatt if anybody remembers his past Wrestlemania with that stupid video visual effect with him and Randy Orton with the worms in the ring Bray
0: Bray Wyatt could easily be this generation's undertaker they just keep I would say more like mankind. I don't think he's. Undertaken. All right. Well, they need another dark guy. They don't have that. And Bray Wyatt's about as close as you get to that right now. Yeah, he yeah, is. So. He's definitely.
1: He's got the following, and the people pay attention to him. And
0: he's definitely another one that's good on the mic. And paid his dues because he's been there for a lot of years. Yeah, before he started he was like, out with like a, as a jobber or whatever. Before he was, like, the
1: world eater and Bray Wyatt. He was, you know, in the Nexus, and he was, uh, you know, another character. He's been there for a little bit of time. But that doesn't necessarily say that you... Like, paying your dues is, like, you're in there day in and day out, and you've been there for years. That doesn't automatically, to me, mean that you should be getting a title no, shot. No, it doesn't
0: mean you should get a title shot, but, it, like, put yourself in there. If you were wrestling, let's say, for ten years and you've been in bullshit matches for the last 10 years that you were there and here comes people like Roman Reigns and I've been here for two years and then I'm getting a world heavyweight title shot you're not standing in the back going like hey, I've been here for way longer than this guy and this guy comes with his bulletproof uh, soldier outfit and he's getting world title shots? Like what is that? I'm talking about Roman Reigns. Oh, right. Roman Reigns. Oh, the stupid Like the best, Roman yeah. Reigns and Dean Ambrose. Like, the, the Shield, all three members of the Shield have been World Heavyweight Champions. How many times has R-Truth been champion? Gold Goldust, <laughs> Zack Ryder. I keep putting out some of the same names because I'm like, these are good guys. Like, I, I'm still pissed off at the WWE at the fact that Zack Ryder won the fucking Intercontinental title, like, at with a pay-per-view and awesome lost Mania, it the next yeah. night. To the Miz, and I'm like, did he get? Did he have some kind of injury we didn't know about? Like, Those what was are, up with it
1: Sometimes that kind of thing can happen where somebody has like a mysterious injury. Like when Finn had to drop the, the belt, he still won it because it was on the you know on the schedule for him to win it. But then he went the back and talked to Triple H because they had a. If you go going to WWE Network, which you can get for nine ninety five or nine nine ninety nine 99 No shameless plug there. We uh, we just threw that in there. Um, like I just find that to be so funny um, you can watch the backstory of both him and um, Seth Rollins and how they like got themselves back to where they are now which I think that even like the smart idea of putting Seth Rollins and Dean Rambrose together because Seth Rollins isn't, I don't, I personally think that he's not physically ready to get back into the world title picture Seth Rollins? Yes, because I think that he is not as healed as, as, they, we, as we, we, think we think he is he's healed enough to be in the ring again but think about how many times like he's on Raw he's doing this he's you know, having promos. He might be fighting like every pay per view or like every other Raw. So they're giving him time to still rehabilitate. Yeah, maybe him.
0: that could be the same thing with Finn Balor. Same thing know. with him,
1: right? You put him at the bottom. So that might be a reason why they're like saying, hey, we can't actually That do might this. be the
0: only reason Bailey may not win tonight if she's still semi injured, but they wanted to get her back in there.
1: Yeah, get her back in there to say, hey, we don't want people to forget about her. In that case, you. it'd
0: be cool to see Emma get it just because she's never had it. Like, kind of yeah. like Natalia over on Smackdown like, they, again, like I, Natalia I, I, how many years has Natalya been in there and she finally got the title
1: and now she's being a heel cause she's like being a she came out there being a dick to Charlotte on Smackdown while, uh, while she was talking about her dad and so she came out there like talking shit and I'm like oh alright well that's what they're doing with her. I'm not. I'm not upset with that because Bret Hart, her you know lovely uncle, has been a bad guy and a good guy, and he was actually a very good bad guy. I'm like, yeah. not gonna lie. I absolutely loved his whole like Canada rant of like him and uh, Team Canada. Like that was it was like awesome. uh,
0: the CM Punk F bomb or whatever.
1: Yeah, it was like he was lending uh, a no, chance pipe to like pipe I bomb, exactly. Yeah. Um, the other uh, t- uh, match I'm actually looking forward to seeing. I know it's probably one of the first ones is somehow they figured out a way to do something with Enzo Amora. I thought the minute that him and Big Cass broke up, I thought that because he could talk on the mic that uh, he had the most potential. Yeah, I'm
0: like, I, I thought you were going to say something else because I'm like, yeah, I, I thought that the second they broke up, that was the end of Big Cass' career, not Enzo.
1: Well, that's what I'm thinking is the only thing that could bring him into the picture a little bit more is if they want to have these guys keep fighting for whatever reason, he could, because he's fighting Neville for the Cruiserweight title tonight, time. so. He,
0: he might win, maybe. He would,
1: it it would be nice because let's just face it, with the Cruiserweight division, Neville has been holding on to the title because...
0: Been nobody has been holding this shit down.
1: None of the other guys are really giving him much competition in terms of like actually being a Cruiserweight champion because I, I say it time and time again. You can't just be... A shiny, a, a shiny six-pack, or cool hair, or a, a, a funny catchphrase. You need to be a little bit more in terms of you need to be able to connect with the fans and have the fans to believe in whatever your gimmick is. If your gimmick is like, hey, are hey, you who, doing? There's it, been some it is. guys
0: who've been there, who stood the test of time, Randy Orton.
1: But people believe in Miz. him. He's the Randy viper, Orton, he's the, the Miz.
0: I'm, I'm thinking of guys. Well, the Miz isn't as chiseled as Randy Orton, but yeah. he. A couple other guys too. Uh, Even Zach Ryder is like kind of ripped so wait Didn't, for Finn,
1: yeah. Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt like if you had to choose going back to that for a second prediction for that Finn Balor
0: Finn hands Finn Balor. down Finn Balor I'm
1: gonna say Bray just because I feel like they're trying to start a feud so I think that he's gonna tr- get one over on him like in some kind of way and I don't care what nobody says that sister Abigail is actually one of the coolest moves of the new era of Yeah. It. just cause it's like I don't care who who he's doing it on I, that's one of my favorite things is to see when people have moves that are just like real quick just like so quick that it's like whoa he just hit that on him speaking like,
0: of moves I just like Brown Strowman's move because it's super old school
1: <sighs> it's it's uh, British Bulldogs
0: uh, <laughs> it's running a running power slam
1: but you think about it people it's always just a power slam like no that dude's like 300 something pounds like how big is this guy like he's yeah huge. I think he is like, like 300 so pounds so imagine that one, somebody that big bringing all that weight down on you and slamming you down onto that hard mat. That mat ain't made
0: of pillowcases. 385 pounds.
1: God damn. Exactly.
0: <laughs> And the dude's 6'8". 6'8",
1: 380. Like, you ain't gonna get no yeah. big... God, wait. And
0: he dude. put Rock Lesnar through the commentator table twice. twice. And wow. tonight, I think he's gonna do the same thing. So that's...
1: I think he'll. We'll say distri- farewell he'll farewell
0: really- for farewell for a while. It's time for you to take a break now, Lesnar. You can go garden and spend some time with your wife and your kids. <laughs> you know, you still, you're, still disabled, right? you're Yeah, he's still the man, but uh, I think he's gonna lose tonight.
1: We'll see. I, I know the kickoff show happened already, but uh, if anyone cares, Elias versus Apollo Cruz happened. Yeah, no,
0: no one cares who, um, who wins that match.
1: I predict that no one's gonna watch that match. That's, that's my <laughs> that's prediction a, for That's that that the
0: match. match that you go and get your snacks, or you go to the bathroom <laughs> and stuff.
1: Well, for that part, that's all of our um, uh, wrestling news. Um, what else do you have on your on your list of uh, things? Uh, we have the Dark Knight three. The Dark Knight three, the Masteries. Uh, that is so we got a chance to go to New York yesterday uh, and be a part of a huge event, uh, which was um, the colorists, the main artist Andy Kubert, um, Brian Azzarello, um Frank Miller, Those guys were all there as a part of a signing as well as like a meet and greet for uh, the Dark Knight Returns 3, uh, the master race. Um, now, we're not going to spoil the book for you just because of the
0: fact that it just came out. They all die in the end.
1: <laughs> they don't all die in the end. Screw. Forget about what you just heard. Okay, he
0: just just Batman dies in the end.
1: He doesn't die in the end. Just uh, ignore that. We're going to censor that out because we, we can't <laughs> share the information. But it's, it's out, guys. If you have been following... Um, if you haven't been following the series, I actually followed it in a single issue, so I was able to, you know, read all the way to the end. And now, to, uh, yesterday, the graphic novel um, became available, and it was really great. It was uh, The signing was... Probably like I don't know what, like a hundred people. It wasn't even that many uh,
0: people. It was a little more than hundred. Maybe, li- maybe a little, like little bit 150. more. Maybe one hundred
1: fifty. Okay, so um, generally, what they did is for all the fans who went there, you paid twenty-six bucks. Uh, you got a chance to hear them talk about the book for the hardcover edition. For the hardcover edition, hardcover. which is a great deal, seeing as though you get a chance to meet all the legends who made the book. But uh, you also got the book for about three dollars cheaper since you bought it in New York. It's like thirty dollars so you include tax. It could be like a five dollar savings. But uh, the the cool thing about it was that uh, something really important happened, and I don't haven't seen it on any of the news outlets yet. Uh, so maybe we can break this story here. Um, a lot, a lot for a long time in comics, people have believed that Frank Miller um, didn't care so much for Superman. Um, And he confirmed yesterday, in his own words, um, that he is very interested in doing a Superman story. So, that's a big deal. Which you should uh,
0: consider doing with me, since I'm also a uh, fellow writer. So, uh, just put my name in the hat out there.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. He's going to choose you over Brian Azzarello. So, uh, yeah, that's
0: it. Well, <laughs> me and Brian Azzarello can have a ladder match and we'll see <laughs> whoever wins can, oh, can yeah, do he, the next book with uh, Frank Miller.
1: Brian Azzarello, I think that's his challenge. That's out a to challenge. You. We're going to put the, the contract to work with Frank Miller on the next Dark Knight Return series uh, at the top and we're going to see. I you can't
0: promise you that I won't cheat to win.
1: <laughs> you do whatever you got to do, like the old school uh, Eddie Guerrero, like cheat and steal to get what you gotta get um, I think it was really cool though that he, he confirmed that because I think for years people have read the series and sort of the treatment Superman has gotten in the story has kind of been a little bit of a bad guy or like you know kind of has, I think has pushed some people to not really like Superman as much because it's just kind of like look Batman's just trying to do what he needs to do and you're following what the president's orders are or you know doing what you think is you know noble and just and it's like that's not what we need right now um but i would love to i'd be the first one in line to pick up a frank miller uh story of uh with superman of course you know as time goes on the artwork has you know changed a little bit um but you know whoever does the story alongside him i think they'll learn a lot just like brian azarello who's a good friend of his has learned and uh andy kubert who i kind of felt like i don't know if you got the vibe but he he, to me, came off as like um, a little bit of a fanboy uh, when yeah, it came I to that, which he, I, I appreciate
0: that. He seemed like like he just started doing comics yesterday, yeah. and, and he got to be on the big boy roster with all these other people. So yeah. that, was, that was cool that he you know, is still a regular, humble guy, because some of these guys aren't.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, some people. No
0: names, but some. no names,
1: but you know, it, it's it is one of those things that people uh, kind of take for granted to to be in the industry, to be a part of events like this, to be write, to do all of these things. Basically, is like Kevin Smith says, like to be able to actually, you know. Play and make stories like play pretend, and like people and pay make you a living,
0: and people pay you a decent amount of money. For real. You like can, that's
1: a that's something uh, that people dream of, and like some people don't even dream of that because they think they look out the window and they see you know all kinds of crazy stuff going on, and like some people don't think of those kind of things. Our, so- as,
0: our society is not built it, like they it don't. Tell you in school, like, hey, you can be an actor, you can be a comic book writer. Nah. Those are like far-fetched dreams. So when you tell someone, when you, especially when you're super young, you tell—well, I'd say even when you're older—you tell someone, hey, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna write a comic book, and I'm gonna go work with somebody like Frank Miller, or Adam Kubert, Grant Morrison, and the list goes on and on. People will look at you like you're freaking crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, where, where do you work? Yeah, don't quit your day job because that's yeah. not gonna happen. But. I say to myself, if it happened for these guys, why couldn't it happen for you if you stay persistent with it?
1: I think it really boils down, and I and I know we're 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 getting off, but this is what we do. This is our own podcast, so uh, we want to make sure that we you know we're being real we're not you know sugarcoating anything nobody's paying us to do this we decided to do this because we figured that we love this industry so much and that we wanted to share you know all the experiences that we have and then talk about some of those you know things that are important in pop culture right now
0: not to Um, mention we like hearing our own voices on a on a microphone
1: uh, sure, yeah, I'd like to hear my <laughs> voice. But I, I think I want to add to what you're saying there and say that, like, um, I, I really, as, as an artist, and you're an artist, you know, as a writer, um, they don't, I, we know, and I'm pretty sure you guys have heard this before, that there's not a lot of push for the arts in schools. Uh, when it comes to performing arts or visual arts or any kind of art. Hell, in this day and age, programming is an art. I think that that's something that should be considered a part of art class because that's something that you have to spend time with. A lot of the same creative thinking goes into that. So if we spent more time, you know, I would love for people to believe in becoming a writer as much as they say, you know, you tell your guidance counselor, hey, I want to become an actor, and they're like, okay, well. Okay,
0: so we got these computer courses here. Yeah, like, you know, it's. Well, c- connecting that back to Batman, I'll say, well, when Batman was young, he decided he was going to be a vigilante for justice, and he was going to take the law into his own hands for people who couldn't. And he succeeded. He might just be a he also had billions of dollars. He might be a you know <laughs> uh, a a comic book character and a, and a and a, and, a, and not real, but I mean, you got to look at that and say that's inspirational. That he did something he said i'm gonna set his mind on doing something and he did it absolutely and and that's that's what's inspiring about these stories and you know we and and that's where people like frank miller come from we
1: you know again to not to uh to to make you know sense of this whole thing is like um you know i said this before but uh one of the reasons that like you know i've dedicated you know my life to the arts and specifically uh so much in like the comic realm and pop culture realm is simply because um, these are stories. Uh, at the end of the day, these are just stories. These are, you know, either fictitious characters or stories of real people. You know, based on a true story, whatever you want to call it. Um, and these stories are things that inspire people and make people get up off their asses and do things whether it be you you know I don't want to get too political but whether you know you look and see who's sitting in the White House and you don't agree with that and get up off off your ass and decide that you're going to make a difference um, in your community wherever you are don't just get out there and vote when you know the presidential election is happening get your ass up and vote when your congressman you know your, your, your mayor your council all those people who make a difference more so every day as opposed to a travel ban that may affect your life, but let's face it like, you know, if you, not everybody's going to be affected by that while they're here um, but there, it's still equally as important for you to fight for those things and that doesn't mean just protesting but actually going in and like figuring out how you can do things legally figuring yeah, out if to, things are constitutional to,
0: to connect that back to the whole Dark Knight yeah, I sorry, mean, I the Dark Knight dark <laughs> Uh, three event and everything I mean Frank Miller grew up as a comics fan let's put that he grew up as a fan who got inspired and and he gave us this awesome book and I'm looking super very forward to a Superman story from this guy
1: yeah I mean so um yeah so from the event you know we got a chance to hear from him I, I broke that news story for you he is very interested in doing um you know Superman he said it the fans and everybody cheered. The people who were on the panel with them were very excited. And that's you know, news that you're hearing hopefully here first. Um, but one of the other things I really enjoyed about it is that from that whole experience and a little money that you pay for this great book, um, you got a chance to you know, meet these guys and get a signature from them. Um, now, something that we did that uh, was a little bit different is that we're huge comic fans and we're huge comic collectors. Uh, more specifically, Ronnie's a Funko Pop collector. Hey, hey. Um, and, and, you know, that's a whole other conversation within itself based on, like, how many people love Funko Pop and you can buy that damn toy from the gas Just station about anywhere. anywhere. Nowadays. Um, we got it. We worked with a buddy of ours who is very good at meeting celebrities, my uh, good buddy Cindy. Um, she helped us out in getting a chance to actually meet them face-to-face, have a little bit of a conversation, have them sign private things for us um, as they went off to go have, like, lunch in the city somewhere. Yeah, so. and
0: I really appreciate the fact that they stopped because, I mean, at the end of the day, they don't necessarily have to, but it was just cool that they acknowledged us and they signed. So I was able to get my uh, Dark Knight Returns Batman Funko Pop autographed by the man Frank Miller himself. Absolutely. And I also have it autographed by Klaus Jansen. So that thing's going to stay with me till the till <laughs> end of, end day, of time.
1: Day. It's like, are you going to pass it on to your kids? Like, what do they need it for? Maybe. Put it in I my coffin. <laughs> it I mean, the, the, the thing that I like is that I absolutely love and like, you know, me and Ronnie have talked about this before um, in private and we'll share it now is that we really appreciate when these when the celebrities actually spend time they talk to you they you know sign something they ask how you're doing they they take a picture with you they do all these different things um and that lets you know that they're human they're not just they see you at these press events and they see like oh no you're like paparazzi or you're with some news or you got a microphone or something they don't really look at that they look beyond that and that's that's not everybody as you already know there are some people um i won't point i won't say any names but i'll just say that he's a part of the cast of stranger things um that may not actually be that comfortable with you know dealing with the press and you know talking to people like ourselves we'll
0: um, we'll uh we'll explore that more on a different podcast yeah, well, a different podcasts, we
1: we have a segment where we're going to talk about like some of our experiences with meeting people like samuel jackson and keanu reeves and anthony tra- anderson tra-
0: traveling two and a half hours to meet someone just for them to tell you no
1: yeah, that, I think putting that's...
0: putting the uh, Eminem, Eminem lyrics four stand. hours in the cold and you just said no. Well,
1: I mean, there are some people who do that. And I know there's different people who have... You know philosophies on that. If you guys have an opinion on that, please absolutely share it with us online. I'll do Instagram, uh, Twitter, or any of our social media channels. Just Google us and they'll all pop up. Um, or you can go directly to any of our... Because we're, we're an open book. You can go directly to our channels. I'm Markel D. Wilson on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Markel Wilson on Facebook. Uh, Ronnie is... your Ronnie, Ronnie Gorham on so Facebook. Like, it's not hard to find us. Like Especially me. Like, my first name is not something that is... You know something you're gonna see even on a Coke bottle. Sorry, Coke doesn't care about my name, so they don't make a Markel Coke bottle. Um, but that it actually is kind of cool because it's I a name. I think my like,
0: Instagram. This is terrible. I think my Instagram is Ronnie underscore Gorham. Okay. Well, hey, look. <laughs> my name. You'll
1: find us. So usually our picture is on there. Um, if you're just listening to it, um, you know this is audio. Very soon, this is actually going to turn into a YouTube show where you're going to get a chance to not only hear you're gonna us, you're going to get to
0: see our wonderful, handsome faces as well.
1: Woo! Well, I, I think there's only one handsome guy here, and that's but... me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, fortunately, you got you get to see this this guy too
1: yeah i mean i i, I what i'm actually going to do is the first episode you see is uh spoilers i'm going to wear a hugh jackman
0: mask just just for the sake of i want to make sure that you see something handsome okay just, and i'm gonna wear a denzel washington mask like, <laughs> hey my man how my you bad. doing
1: like you know that that was a fun experience meeting him but that's that's for another day
0: um anything else you got in comic news uh, for com- there's New York Comic Con, which is I think what a week away now. Oh
1: my God, it's only a week away. Week Listen, away. guys, uh, there there's only two comic two major. I mean, there's comic cons all around everywhere, but by read Pop, uh, there's two major comic cons that happen, and that's New York, and that is San Diego. Now we don't get a chance to you know fly across the country to go over to San Diego, but. Every year we get a chance to go to uh, Comic Con, and this year uh, we're actually going to only be there two days. We're going to be there on Thursday and on Sunday. Uh, we will be wearing T-shirts, so if you want to, you know, come by, we will have like some trivia questions and a few things we'll interact you with. We'll, we'll be, be looking
0: for people in the audience to uh, maybe do an interview with or two. Exactly. Yeah. So if you want to,
1: you know, stop by, uh, you will. Uh, be able to be on one of our future podcasts. Uh, we'll, we'll use your interview. Uh, if it's an interesting enough conversation,
0: uh, we may invite you onto the show and you know have a sit-down with you a little there bit. There are a million and one Funko Pops that are I'm hoping uh, the lottery, if you haven't entered the lottery for a lot of the events, uh, that's coming to a close, I believe, either tonight at midnight or tomorrow at midnight. So make sure Ooh. you get your name in the hat if you have tickets. There's only two pops in particular out of, like, the hundred they announced that I really want. And that's the Lyanna uh, Mormont pop from Game of Thrones. And uh, I believe the other one is the Jaquin Hagar. You don't if want you, uh, the Night King? Uh, oh, yeah, I want that one. I don't know if that's New York Comic Con or not. If it is, I'll snatch that up, too. But uh, the Jaquin Hagar, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, this guy is the girl haveth no name you know you know what i'm talking about but i'm trying to get my hands on that pop i know those things are going to disappear pretty quickly so if i have to drop kick a little kid i'm gonna just tell you that i will to get the game of thrones pop. So i apologize in advance
1: see so uh disclaimer i i will be there as well um i will not drop any children uh drop kick any children.
0: Um, He's gonna powerbomb!
1: Yeah, exactly. It'll give him the nice sweet chin music or a nice DDT or something, you know, just because those moves are so popular now. Um but yeah we will be there if you guys see us we will have our t-shirts on uh we're gonna you're gonna see like our logo um on s- our social media channels coming up uh this week so if you do find us we're kind of gonna be mixed in there like where's waldo but if you do find us feel free to come over and chat with us we absolutely love having pop culture related questions whether it's game of thrones or wrestling or just anything in pop culture you, in general um- do you have anybody
0: you're looking forward to seeing, like in the artist alley or whatever? I uh,
1: I would say since you you sent me a text um, with the guys from uh, Shirtless Bear Fighter. Oh, I don't know if yeah. anybody's checked that out. We're we're since we're still in the realm of comic news, um, the guys from Shirtless Fighter will be there. And let me tell you, if you haven't read that book yet, I think they're only like issue three. Uh, four. Um, I think four. four okay. Yeah, four. It is it is by far. One of the funniest parodies I've seen of your traditional, like, 90s action movies where, like, you know, your typical Sylvester Stallone, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Um, And it's taken to a whole nother level. I mean, everything you could think of uh, happens there. Uh, This guy is uh, literally a shirtless bear fighter. Like, the name is not just a pun, but it is what the main character is. It's kind of
0: like they took uh, The Jungle Book and just put a new spin on it which just involves bears and this dude
1: i mean hey there was a bear in there and it was you know there was a bear that was with mowgli so hey maybe uh, they did
0: i think that's written by jody lee lee i don't know if i'm saying that name right and sebastian gurner with art by Mike Spicer and Neil Vendro they will all be at New York Comic Con, so I'm super excited to meet them. Yes, uh, please get your it?
1: copy of the books. Again, this is not chainless promotion. Everything we're talking about here is just simply uh, what we feel, what we like, and what we you know think you guys should check out. These are some new up and coming guys, and you know they really would, you know, appreciate your support. We love all the mainstream, but uh, there is a special place in our heart for independent people who are out there creating their own content because, hey... Tradmore is going to be Chad there. Tradmore is going to be there, too? Holy crap. Okay. okay. So, uh, what Ronnie is actually looking at right now, you can't see, but he's looking at the uh, New York Comic Con uh, app, which is a great invention that they created a couple years back. Uh, they
0: took forever to update, by the way. They oh. just updated it, like, literally a day or two ago. So, I've been staring at 2016 information and <laughs> he just updated it. So, thank you for that, finally.
1: A week before the con. I guess these are probably the final people that are going to be there. Um, one of my favorite artists, new artist uh trad moore he uh did a beautiful story um when it came to robbie ray and then what was the uh the first one that he did with Ghost uh,
0: Rider? and then he oh uh luther strode, luther strode. Yeah. my god
1: if you've not oh read god, that yeah. serious
0: yeah. justin jordan who's a writer of jordan, so they're both gonna be there yes. so if you're g- coming to new york comic-con you'll be able to grab both of these guys if you have any of their stuff if you have uh uh, what is the other one? Uh, any of the Luther, Luther Strode uh, collection, which I'm still hoping becomes a movie. I think
1: it'll. I think that it has the potential to do that. I would actually, because we have all of these streaming platforms. I think that uh, it would probably go to one of them, simply because even though. Hollywoods are scratching like crackheads looking for uh, the next comic or novel to become a new billion-dollar franchise. And it kind of makes sense because it has a built-in audience already, so you have people who are going to show up and I, buy tickets. I just
0: also just thought about another Funko Pop. Here's an idea if you're listening, Funko. Uh, Luther Strode Pop. <laughs>
1: uh well i would say if they wanted to if if i was going to take it even further i would do an image series pop because they don't i don't know i don't know oh, there we go do they have well, image com- image comic they don't uh, have
0: pops? image comic pops but like
1: uh they got like the mainstream like walking dead but they don't have like a savage dragon pop or yeah, like not uh, not yet spawn any- pop. not yet
0: anyway you're welcome um, for all these free ideas
1: yeah you can have them it's, it's totally free you know just send us a check in the mail um you can spell my name based on on my uh social media accounts but um like i I honestly believe that that would be like the next series i'd like to see there are a ton or i'd like to see a shit ton of funko pops that are coming out at new york comic-con so i signed up for the lottery myself even though i'm not a huge fan there are some that i have on my list because they're just little cute toys and they're like 10 bucks like you can't really go wrong with that if you're interested in like anything in pop culture um, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, for the past couple of years, on kids' Christmas lists and birthday lists and Hanukkah lists, uh, Funko Pop has been on there, you know, because they're really great little toys, little trinkets. Um, they're not really, like, posable and playable action figures, but they're little just bobbleheads. So. If you're a
0: collector like me, you don't even take them out of the box.
1: Yeah, you don't even take them out of the box. So taking them out of the box is like... Although I have
0: bought some and taken them out of the box, and I'll buy one that I... Keep in mint condition and don't take out the box.
1: Yeah. As we wind down from, uh, wait, from uh, before we move on to uh, movie news, was there anything else um, from Comic-Con you wanted to say?
0: or? Uh, just hoping to have a great time, take a lot of pictures, meet a lot of people, maybe stalk uh, Jeff Jones. I don't think he's doing any signings, but it would be awesome if I could get him to sign a few books. Hey, you never know. I wish Robert Kirkman would do his signing, but... Uh, uh, he's done some in the past. That. He's but done nothing but panels in the last few years.
1: So. He's kind of a big deal now, you know. He's he's work. He's got that deal with Amazon, and you know everybody's scooping up all these different properties. Um, as we move into movie news, one of the ones that um, I, I read on, on um, Comic Book Resources that's coming out is uh, really surprised me. Um, there, right now, the James Bond uh, universe is actually the rights are coming up. Uh, after this 25th movie, which will star Daniel Craig. um, After the movie comes out, the rights for that movie is actually coming up again. Um, There are a few people who have thrown their name into the hat, but the two top surprising ones that I don't think people were expecting were Amazon and Apple. Both of those companies Hmm. have thrown their name into the hat to try to buy the franchise of the Bond It
0: can't go wrong either way. I mean, so It looks like both of those people are trying to... Get their name into the mainstream movies now. Man, they got all the money, so they're basically look. They, you know,
1: Amazon—they're buying up everybody. Um, in, a, in a in a in a sidebar thing. Speaking of Amazon, um, they are. I think personally, and I said this to you, Ronnie, in private, which is, I think they're on a hitless mission. They are going after, like, companies left and right. And the first sad victim that we want to report is uh,
0: Toys R Us. Toys R Us a couple of days ago. Well, we I, don't, uh, I don't have the same empathy <laughs> that you do for Toys R Us.
1: Toys, uh, well, yeah, I mean, you you haven't I, had... I've,
0: I've loved Toys R Us for a while, but every time I go in for Funko Pops, I either run into someone who has no freaking idea what I'm talking about, or they don't have what I'm looking for.
1: Well, I mean, and, I, and like I told you before, that is something that's important. Like, you can't ignore... Um, good customer service. And I know customer service in most places, most retail places you go to is dead. And I know this is it's related, but it's a little bit sidebar. But um, you know, this is I think this is a great opportunity for Toys R Us. as they're filing for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. Um, they're going to be shutting down some of their stores, the ones that don't perform so well. Um, and I think this was something that was secretly coming that people weren't noticing because if anybody remembers, they recent they closed maybe like a year ago. Uh, one of their major stores right over in the heart of Times Square, the one that had the giant Ferris wheel in there. Oh, wow. It's not there anymore. Um, so that was kind
0: of like a sign. Maybe they shouldn't have spent so much money on a Ferris wheel <laughs> and spent more money on customer service and actually having the products that you want.
1: Listen, there there's there some great opportunities there. And, like, you know, we can talk about that on another podcast about them doing that. But getting, getting um, back
0: to movie news, uh, one yeah. thing that I heard. Uh, that James Cameron is working on a new Terminator.
1: Oh, okay, so which I have, is a gonna problem have with
0: that. I don't have a problem with that. James Cameron made the awesomest ones, which was the first and second movie. This movie is going to totally ignore that last Genesis crap, and we're going back to awesome stuff, so we're going to have Arnold Schwarzenegger and they even bringing back Linda Hamilton. Well, I'm glad you said that, because that actually that is my problem,
1: is that, like basically you just kind of basically you got me to go out to the theater you throw you take shit you throw at the wall see if it sticks and then all of a sudden when the fans don't like it you're like oh that one ignore that one yeah and it's like can we get a refund for that piece uh, of shit that you gave us well, like no they're
0: not gonna do that but look if i can get if he's finally gonna sidebar avatar to give us an awesome terminated movie i'm all in take my money when i hear that james cameron is making it a uh, new Terminator with Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger—I'm all in. I'm, I have to
1: say, I am. Uh, as much as I had a problem with the whole like ignore the last one thing, I am. I am excited to see the original guys take on this and bring Linda Hamilton back, and maybe finally finish this Terminator story because how it's so amazing how that movie that series has had how many movies what four or five
0: i don't even remember lose count wait but four
1: four because they had the three and then they had salvation and then they had genesis or wait no that's five i think yeah five so they've had five and this will be number six for a series for a storyline that basically you knew the ending of this series from the beginning of part one which is we went in the end they have made to go on now to make six or more movies. I mean, you can't you can't be in a franchise It's the studio
0: like that. F- rushing back to the cinemas without the legendary James Cameron. That's why those movies are shit. Yeah,
1: um, you know, good. You know, hopefully speaking this one will uh, be better.
0: Speaking of shit, uh, there's another <laughs> movie that I'm not looking that forward to, which is Jigsaw. I'm hoping that I'm really wrong. I'm a big, big fan of the Saw franchise for probably the first three before they started to decline and go downhill. But this one, I feel like is I don't know, it's trying to trick us, in my opinion. I feel like the film is called Jigsaw, to begin with. I don't see Tobin Bell's name in the credits anywhere, so I don't, don't know. Anybody? And this movie, literally, like uh, my girlfriend asked me, was this, oh, maybe this is a prequel film? Until I read the synopsis, which says that this film... Is supposed to li- a mysterious madman rounds up a group of victims to play sadistic games of life and death. Police soon find evidence that links the crimes to Jigsaw, the infamous killer who died ten years earlier. So this film literally is supposed to take place like ten years after the first Saw movie.
1: So here's 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 my here's what I, I think may what, what could be a good thing and could be a bad thing. What could happen to this movie from a bad standpoint is the same thing that happened to. The following after um, what the heck was The, the main the, the Joe villain. Carroll, they decide, Joe Car- when they Joe Carol that showed so they
0: they killed the show. They killed
1: show. the show. So in this same regard, you're trying to give me this like cult following that's going to go behind him and like they believe in him and they you know they're doing his work and they want to continue his legacy. That concept on ep- paper sounds an, sound okay. like a
0: new episode of uh, the following.
1: Yeah, it's like, I've seen this before, and I think that sometimes where some, you know, again, I don't want to sit here and just, like, bash every movie or whatever. There's plenty of shitty movies.
0: I don't want to bash it. I hope that when it comes out, it actually turns out to be good, but I just think this is a marketing ploy to make a new Saw film, but you're not, I can tell you right now, the only ending, and even with James Wan, I love James Wan and Lee Wan L, and they're both doing this story. So I'm hoping that it's good. But they, the only, did they only They did the other ones. Yeah, they did the other ones. But wait, only, the, the bad ones too? Uh, no, I think that was some other people. If we go back in time, I oh, think so it's kind of along like a James the way. Cameron. There was some other people who came along to help. But James Wan did the original. He did Insidious. So I'm like, if they yeah. wrote the, they wrote the stories for this new one. So I'm hoping that it's good. But I'm like, the only thing that fans want is we want Tobin Bell back. We want Jigsaw himself. So if you can reinvent the wheel to say that part three, that he didn't really die, that'd be awesome if they brought Jigsaw back. But if that's not the case, I don't really care about what I'm like. Because cause Dr. Gordon, I'm like, okay. The, like the one big thing of the Saw movies is the reveal at the end of who's doing everything. So at the end of this movie, if it's just another Dr. Gordon continuing the legacy, yeah, that doesn't, doesn't, already, doesn't really you know? make sense. So I'm just hoping, hopefully I'm wrong with this and that they're bringing it back and this one's going to be awesome because I didn't really care for the other ones. Hoffman was an okay guy. I didn't really care for him. And in my opinion, I feel like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dr. Gordon failed when... Uh, uh, Jigsaw told him watch over my wife, and if anything happens to her, I'm mean, like, dude, you you totally failed because she died. <laughs> he screwed
1: that one up. I think um, in 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 talking about something that we we really hope that's gonna be good and actually um, is most likely gonna be a dumpster fire. Um, let's we can slide over to something that's not necessarily. Um, movie news but uh, it's you you can call it a a 13 hour movie that's what most Netflix uh, series are Um, the Punisher trailer dropped let me tell you something listen if you didn't watch um, Daredevil Daredevil season 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 2 with the Punisher and saw John Baranthal's awesome performance as the new Punisher let me tell you something you go watch this trailer and and if you're a fan but they they had me if, if we can quote jerry mcguire they had me at hello they threw on one of my favorite songs from metallica which was one and they used that song so beautifully in in the trailer like they started a. that's a really long song if anybody knows metallica they have like songs that are like six to eight minutes and they use that longer. song or longer <laughs> and and it's And they use that song so beautifully through this to kind of tell you the story. And it's like, yeah, if you did watch the season, you kind of get the general idea. If you know comics, you know Frank Castle's story. Um, But I feel like they're really taking a chance with this one and they're going full on dark. Like a lot of the parts of Daredevil where uh, Punisher was in it, it was pretty dark. If I remember, remembers the prison scene. This guy's going to
0: fuck up a lot of people and kill a lot of people, blow shit up, shoot stuff. It's probably going to be freaking awesome.
1: Yeah, and and i like that even in that in Daredevil that they actually paid attention to the character you know giving him that one two one one batch two batch nickel and die, like that that whole little crazy thing that he's doing like basically letting you know like this is a man that's unhinged but not only is he unhinged this guy is also a walking weapon like this guy was a you know black ops agent and like did some you know crazy stuff Uh, for, in the name of the, you know, American flag, but um, he is a character that, you know, you definitely, who could definitely survive in this day and age because some people feel that way. Some people are tired of it. They're tired of getting pushed around, and, you know, they're they're looking to just take some shit into their hands. Now, again, we are not in any way condoning somebody going out and trying to be a vigilante or some crazy shit um, like that, but, again, these stories are things that are more so the I think the biggest inspiration from a character like Punisher is probably you know get if you know get up there get out there and you know stand up for yourself take care of business don't let people um you know wrong other people even if it's not directly you you know I don't we don't feel like and again I I don't want to get on my soapbox again but it's more along the lines of you don't want to have anybody oppressed if One of us is oppressed. That means that many of us is oppressed. And even though some people don't feel that way, we feel that way. At least, you know, I know Ronnie feels that way as well. Um, But, you know, getting back on topic, I think that might be it for movie news. Um, Other than that, I I think we we pretty much covered all the bases. Um, Kingsman is is out now. If you guys haven't checked out that awesome-ass movie, um, it is actually, this is the Sunday box office report. Um, It has actually finally beat it. Fucking it has been destroying the box office. And Kingsman uh, has actually totaled in an estimated forty, almost forty million dollars uh, for this opening weekend, which is fantastic. And that movie
0: deserves way more than that. It's a pretty awesome sequel.
1: Oh, absolutely! Like it actually, um, it, it, it did better than the first movie, which was thirty six point two million, um, and now this one, you know, went to thirty nine. Um, there's so many things that I could say about this this movie that was so right. Um, you know, some things that I had a little bit of a problem with, but we'll save that for another time. Um, but I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up in terms of movie news. Any Anything you wanted to say before we ride off into the sunset, Ronnie?
0: Uh, see you all at New York Comic Con, and uh, we'll see you again real soon.
1: Again, I am Markel. You can follow me online at Markel D. Wilson on both Twitter and Instagram. I'm Markel Wilson on Facebook and ronnie is and i
0: am ronnie and you can follow me on ronnie underscore gorham and uh you can also follow our comic uh twitter which is uh 3gmcs uh that's our three guys making comics page uh, we're just getting started with this stuff so you guys will have way more info on how to stay in contact with us as well
1: Absolutely, guys. Uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much for subscribing to the podcast or at least taking a listen. Uh, we love all of our fans. We love all of our friends and family out there, and we will continue to do this um, just to bring you the news and bring you any of these great experiences. Um, just to give you tidbits, on our next show, we're actually going to be talking about uh, the Kingsman uh, movie. We'll be going into a more detailed uh, review. We got a chance to see an earlier screening about like two to three weeks ago. Um, but also, uh, we will be able to share with you our uh, first day at Comic-Con, um, as well as tomorrow we are going to meet the wonderful, drumroll, Chadwick Boseman, Mr. Black Panther himself. Mr.
0: Mr. Jane Brown, Mr. Black Panther, Mr. Thurgood Mar- this guy. Who's this guy's agent? <laughs> <Who the laughs> this guy is- has so many awesome roles. Oh, and to correct that uh, Twitter, our uh, comic book Twitter is 3GMCS. So... you uh look us up on there you can just wanted to make sure i got that right
1: yeah um so we will share that as well on our next podcast what our experience was with him uh hopefully we will share some pictures and some videos on our instagram so please don't forget to follow us on there as well uh for that for me i'm markel and i'm ronnie this is it for us guys we'll talk to you next time